السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته my lovelies السلام أنا بيتوك انتي guys a bit about why I started this product um, why I came up with it how it came about because I've got so many questions about it and I thought to myself why not go ahead and explain it and why not go ahead and talk about it so people can have more of an insight as to what inspired the idea so first and foremost the first time i came up with the idea was whilst doing the steamy chick course and i think this at the time i was pregnant and i was going through the part of the course where she instructed us to learn more about herbs so i am learning more about herbs at the time at the time i'm only able to use the herbs that are in my locality right i was i was trying to like buy herbs online i was trying to look for herbs shipped in the usa in the uk but at the time i thought to myself let me get to know more about the herbs that are in my locality so i can supply them and share them with customers online and abroad so whilst i'm doing the course i'm doing research i'm trying to find out more about it and then during my um Amani birth doula course, I remember I had came across a herb called Kaf al-Maryam and that was a herb that they used, Saudi people, and they would place the herb right next to their, and this herb is not even powdered or dried, but it's, it's in the, it's in the large form where it's just dried and the leaves have fallen off and you just have like the shape of it right next to you and what the Saudi women say is that it would open up as a woman as a woman's uterus opens up and it would help her dilate faster and help her give birth easier and I was so fascinated by that I was like wow how is this even possible and I was like it was it was fascinating to me because I never heard of something like that so uh, one day here I am in the herb shop looking around and I come across Hospital Medina and I'm like what what is this and then I asked some questions about it being the curious person that I am and and the person behind the counter says this is a herb used by the woman here to heal menstrual issues and I was like wow that's that's amazing and then I went then then I, I then went home and I researched it even further and I have found out so much things about it. I researched it in um, Arabic since that's the language I discovered it in. And I found out so much about it. And then I just translated it into English. Ooh, everything that I found out. But I wanted more scientific information. So I looked and looked and looked. And I finally found it. And ever since then I thought, okay, wow, this is an amazing product. That cannot be left behind it cannot be not benefited from like i was surprised that not many people didn't know about it and i thought okay a lot more women need to know about it um when i did my research i found that majority of the people that knew about it were people men that sell herbs that come to let's say saudi arabia to buy herbs and sell it back in their country let's say morocco any of those countries and also the people that knew it in Saudi with the people amongst the women it was just a cultural thing that got handed down from generation to generation to generation but I thought me being from the UK I thought 
come on the only thing that my women know about the women that i was raised around is how to heal things using contraceptives how to heal pain using um anti-inflammatory pills all of those things and i thought wow we're actually ruining our health whereas these women are empowered and they know about how to heal themselves with nature so i found that very very inspiring so then the product came out and i think that's the reason why i feel so passionate about it the fact that there are not many people that know about these things but rely on other things for so long i really think that people need to wake up to other options that are available you need to wake up to the fact that you can heal with nature there are things that we do need when it comes to um pharmaceutical industry when it comes to our healthcare system our healthcare system is not that bad but the fact that we have become so reliant upon it and that we do not know about the natural surroundings that surround us and the benefits a lot of parents had gave us from these natural surroundings i think it's um it's about time we made good use of it and we handed down this knowledge to our future younger generation and we passed it on to them one by one. So they are empowered and they don't rely on a system that doesn't really look out for them. Another thing I really want to mention is how I'm always on about steaming. <laughs> I think steaming is a very beneficial rate. But the reason, another reason why I came up with this project is because I came across a bunch of women that found the idea of steaming very uncomfortable. They could have found it very uncomfortable because number one, they don't have any privacy to do it. The only place they have is to do it in the toilet. Number two, the idea that they have to do it makes them feel uncomfortable. They're not very comfortable with their human female anatomy um and just the idea of it happening makes me uncomfortable so i thought to myself okay there's got to be alternatives for these women that feel uncomfortable just about the thought of steaming or have a lot of shame around it you know there shouldn't be shame around these kind of things like i i bring these up in discussions around women sometimes and they just look at me like i'm I'm crazy, but um, it's, it's not crazy. It's, it's something that was used in the past. The, I've also read about this kind of stuff in Dibbanabwe. Dibbanabwe, like Ibn Laqayim explains how a woman that has, um, she has one of those things. I think it's a wart or something, some inflammation in that area. And he, he, he asks her to steam so um and he also used used boiling water that's been not boiling water but water that has been um mixed with herbs and to wash with it so herbs have been around for a very long time right and and there's not a lot there's there shouldn't be any shame surrounding these kind of things but unfortunately a lot of women are very uncomfortable with these issues talking about it talking to other women about it so i thought to myself okay let's start off with the tea 
right? Especially for the women within the Muslim community, a tea would be much more easier for them to accept, to take, right? I've come across women that just find it uncomfortable just to go to the doctor and explain to the doctor that, oh, okay, I have this problem and that problem with regards to menstrual issues, you know? It's just something that's swept on the rug. Some women are overtly conf- confident and comfortable with it, whereas others women are not. For me, to uh, cater to those women that are uncomfortable makes me feel, co- feel comfortable that I'm catering to everyone. And, um, and also, it is, um, it is something that has been around for a very long time and a lot of people don't know about it because it hasn't been passed on from generation to generation but with some generations they have held on to this tradition and taught it to their women so in east africa it was used but in the form of smoke right it was used in the form of smoke frankincense has antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties so when a woman sits over it it helps her womb heal. Hot water was also used, boiling water, right? But the smoke was more common, both in both in cultures like Sudan, Somalia, and Oromo. These women kept these traditions, but unfortunately, it, was, um, it didn't get passed down to everyone. I remember as a kid watching my grandmother and my auntie sit over a steam of frankincense and a, the smoke of frankincense. So it's something that has just stopped because people have preferred to follow other things. It's also common in places like Morocco. I get a lot of people messaging me about this, telling me how it... it it was a part of their tradition also. Their grandmothers, she, they asked their grandmothers about these things and they, they asked them, like, oh, was this common? Did you guys do this? Like, yes, we always did this for women that had gynecological issues. It was common in China, right? There was whole books dedicated to it in, in Chinese medicine. In places like Haiti, in places like the Caribbean, Right? All of these things were part of culture and part of tradition. I think as soon as um, gynecology, gynecology was taken over by men, right? And what I mean is by, you know, them helping women give birth, them helping women with their gynecological issues became something that needed to be fixed by men using man-made stuff but that's when the woman's power was taken away from her and the woman's power was taken away from her when when they gave themselves to men to be fixed but women can fix women and women have been doing it for a very long time we know our cycles we know our health better than men do because we intuitively understand ourselves so when we gave that up right because men they want to help us they want to rescue us from the pains of childbirth so and to help women survive childbirth which is good that's why um, c-sections came along but other than that right all the other things 
took away a woman's power, right? Women now fear birth. Women now have a bad attitude towards menstrual cycle. Women don't really feel comfortable with a feminine gynecologic gynecology. So as soon as that happened, society changed. And I'm happy and I'm pleased to be amongst the women that are reviving it and bringing it back. So that's it for today. I am going to close this podcast and leave it at that. But um, if you found it beneficial, let me know. If you'd like me to discuss any other topic, I'm more than happy to. I'm more than happy in taking your suggestions. But for now, I'm going to close this podcast because it is getting late and I have. Um, I need to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is one of those podcasts I record whilst my kids are sleeping. Hence, the reason why my voice is low. But, yeah, let me know if you found the audio quality good or bad versus when they're awake or when they're not awake. Also, let me know if you guys prefer the sit and talk. These guys where I just literally talk from the top of my head. Or the ones where I perform, the ones where I prepare something more informative for you guys where I'm literally teaching I can do both but for now I, I what I'm gonna do is sit and talk with me once but I, I really do want to do the informative ones as well so yeah keep an eye out for those ones but yeah I, I will be switching the style up from time to time since it can get a bit boring doing the same thing all the time but yeah let me know which one's your favorite Take care and salam alaikum.